Talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I've a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Classic. That's perfect, Dougie. <laughs> well, it made as much sense as the movie. <laughs> yes. Mission accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Dougie, here we are in the studio. Well, you're in your studio. We're I'm sort in of, my yeah. studio. Uh, still doing the old social distance podcasting. As everyone should. Uh we watched a movie this week that I felt made no sense, and so I thought we would try and emulate it in the intro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our, our intro made no sense. Neither did the movie. <laughs> and if you didn't get from the, from the stellar introduction that right. we did. He, he was the wishing Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we watched Wonder Woman 84, WW84. Uh, now, we now it. I had an idea that this might not be your movie of the year, your six-pack, when you said you finally got through it the third time. <laughs> okay. So, full disclosure here. Yes. I really like Gal Gadot. Yes. I think... I'm uh, just curious as to why anyone wouldn't. <laughs> I think she's a pretty good actor. Yes. Um... I have seen her in a few things, including Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman. Yes, which 2017. Yeah, and as far as DC comic book movies go, it was pretty good. It was, uh, I really liked the first half. I really liked the World War Two stuff with Steve. I think it was Roger. World War One. Oh yeah, because really had the liked... trenches. That's oh, and there's a great trench scene in yeah. that one. Um, She's awesome in that. She is. Uh, and so I was actually really excited about World Wonder Woman 84. Right, right. Now, myself, I had not seen Wonder Woman. 
And we just got uh, HBO Max at my house uh, so that we can watch more movies that we can podcast on. Yes. And uh, I realized that Wonder Woman 84 was available. But I decided, well, okay, so that's a sequel. I'm going to watch the first one first, which I did. Good and, for you. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not sure how high I would have rated it. Um but then I watched Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, some sequels should not be made. Oh, man. I have uh, felt that for a long time, but I felt that with this especially. Boy, but you were talking was... about Gal Gadot. Oh, the, yes. The person, the, the actor, the, the actress, is, yes. is and so... an amazing human being. She's... Uh, Miss Israel, she served two years in the Israeli army. She martial arts uh, person uh, and, and an actress and a model. And all those things sort of show up a little bit in, <laughs> in her acting. Yeah, she's great to watch. She's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what the title is, but it's a fun little spy next door flil- film, little uh, action comedy movie with uh, her and John Hamm. I think it's called Keeping Up with the Joneses. Okay. Uh, it's a fun little, yeah, it's just a fun little spy movie. Right. Um, she's really fun to watch in that. Uh, and so, yeah, so I was really looking forward to Wonder Woman 84. And I started it one night about nine o'clock. Like it's a two and a half hour movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a small task, but I was excited for it. And I usually stay up till midnight at least. Well, you're. That's why I laughed when I was talking to somebody. I said, "Well, Kevin couldn't stay awake during it, so <laughs> that tells you a little bit because that boy can stay up all night if it's something he wants to watch." Yeah, and and I did, and I started at about nine o'clock, and about by nine thirty, I realized this is just not it, and I went to bed. <laughs> and I started it the next day, and was like, "Did you okay. restart it, or did you start where you were?" Uh, no, I started where I was. Yeah, about a half hour in, and I made it another twenty minutes, maybe. <laughs> and turned it off again. Uh, it just, it could not keep my interest. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then the next day you text me and was like, I watched Wonder Woman 84. And I was like, oh, great. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured we should probably podcast on it, which right. means I would have to start it again. It took me two more times. I watched wow. about an hour the next that night, and then we were gonna record that night, but I right. did, still didn't finish it, and so I finished it the next day. It was brutal. Yeah, now I probably liked it more than you did, but not much more, because it, it it took me longer than that to go. What what's what's going on here? Because <laughs> the okay, story so- in many parts didn't really make that much sense. Or any sense yeah, to me, yeah. Uh, and I'm—I've watched a lot of comic book movies, right? You've watched I a lot more than I have. 
and and I even understand that like there's going to be certain things that I just don't understand not coming from comic books. Right. Uh, yeah. And and that's okay with me. Yeah. But there has to be some face value, like some basic level of understanding to what's going on on the screen and there was just none there for me uh right (laughs) none of the character choices made any sense to me no none of the none of the ambition like none of the drive made any sense to me right uh the acting was borderline bad some of it especially especially the main villain yeah okay yeah this it's rarely that we are quite in sync like this but that's exactly what i'd say uh pedro pascal is the main villain in this and i thought he was awful i really so bad he yeah i i find it hard to describe how bad he was he this looks so fake Yes. You know, every, and, you know, he'd do the wish and then his face would be all contorted and he'd, he'd be over to the top weird and just, and, I, just, it didn't convince me at all. And then he's bleeding from the ear and then he's coughing like he has tuberculosis and then he's got pink eye. Yeah. And it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. Here? Yeah. It's just very odd. Very and odd. And then like, so I guess before we get too uh, too wrapped up into the flaws of the film, basically, this movie takes place after the first one in 1984. So it's jumped up right. a long time years. because yeah, they're talking 1914 or so. Oh yeah, yeah. So 70 years. Yeah. And Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman, and she's an Amazonian woman. Yes. Yes. Uh, so she in disguise, though. Nobody knows Wait. that except her. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, she's, she's just got a trying to job. live. She's, she's got to... like a Clark Kent job. No, that's exactly that's right. She's like Superman. She's living in. Is it, is it DC? It must be. Yeah. So she's she's working as a like an anthropologist or uh, yeah like yeah. a like a artifact yeah yeah tracker basically she's an ex she's an expert she's on call there and yep um and so uh there's a weird like she's like she's kind of like spider-man in this movie where she solves everyday crime like yeah. we see her stop a burglary at the mall right um and then she goes back to work she works with Kristen Wiig, who yeah. I was also excited for because I'm a big Kristen Wiig fan. Uh, who's who plays a nerdy archaeological specialist of right. some sort, and and nobody likes her, you know, right? Because she's, she's she's shy, and nobody seems to, you know, they can't remember her name when they've seen her before, and right, you know, which is stunningly ridiculous to me. Uh, like, seems like it, yeah. <laughs> Like well, even, it's not uh, like it's not like her job isn't <clears throat> how to put this. 
it's not like she's one of a hundred McDonald's employees or something. She's this fancy specialist at a at a <laughs> trying at to a think small. of what that place is called. Yeah, and it's small, it looks right? Small. It looks like looks eight like people it. Yeah, there. there are only <laughs> there are only three or four maybe in her department, and they don't remember her name now. Those. Yeah, and like I'm sorry, like Kristen Wiig is a good-looking lady. Yeah, like you go ahead and frizz her hair up and make her look, you know, simple or whatever. Yeah. She's still good-looking. Like it's not like right. She's like some ugly Betty. Uh, and she, and it's not like she wasn't nice to anybody or that she was <laughs> right. just totally weird. So they avoided her because she was weird. She was nice. She was friendly, <laughs> and nobody was friendly back. I mean, it, it was really the beginning of the... And that takes place about 15 minutes in, yeah. which is where I lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it'd be one thing if she was, like, at a call center with 150 people on the floor. Right. No, that's exactly right. That's a better like, example than a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a tiny little office where there are four people in her department. And right. everyone's like... And she's oh, just, oh, Denise, that's right. She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they find this artifact that has great power, and it's a wishing stone. And if whoever is holding it and touching it can wish, and the wishing stone grants their wish, but it takes something from them in return. Yeah, that's right. That, which is what we end up finding out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know that right away. At first, it appears like kind of a run-of-the-mill artifact from, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Only somehow the bad guy knows what it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it's been traced to all... Anyway. And the we bad don't guy's to... just a human, right? Yes, yes, until he wishes to become the stone. I, right. What? Even, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what? It's it's like, oh, I saw that in Aladdin. Yeah. When Jafar wanted to be the most powerful genie in all the world. Right. And then he became a genie and got trapped in a bottle, and it was like, ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, It was like, I want to become the stone itself. It's like. Why would and you then, wish that? <laughs> right. And and then not only that, but like he doesn't become the stone. The stone becomes him, which isn't what he wished for. Oh, that's a very good point. Because <laughs> otherwise he'd be just that stone. He'd just be in a rock. Right. And everybody would be, you know, laying their hand on him, wishing on him. <laughs> and he would take something back, but he'd still be a rock. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of funny. I hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> uh, and then... You know, Gal Gadot wishes for Steve Trevor, not Steve Rogers. Right. Um, who I said it was when we were getting our prep that's, done for that's this. That's right. We'll <laughs> so forgive you wish, that error. She wishes Steve Trevor to something. We actually don't hear her wish. Right. She wishes in her brain. While she she's misses him. Right. She misses him. She wants him back. And, uh, and Steve Trevor is... You know, a World War One pilot, right? Pilot who I can't remember exactly, but we're pr- I'm pretty sure he died in the first movie. Uh, he not only died, he died heroically by taking all this 
all these uh, big tanks of this terrible poisonous gas. He flew them off to uh, someplace safe out over the ocean and exploded it with him in it. Yes, so, that's right. So he he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he did, and then yeah. So so Chris Pine should have never been in this movie, but no, he should. But, but uh, he she's he is wished back right with uh and to to Diana who is Wonder Woman's character's name right to her credit she doesn't believe in this stone right she thinks it's just a crazy old stone which is also kind of silly yeah. to me because she's an Amazonian who's lived for a thousand <laughs> years and believes in all this stuff yes she's kind and of, is well versed in all of it she's got a freaking lasso of truth like yeah. well tell- doesn't everybody though you're like I was just like so you just thought this stone was just a pretend stone like and, yeah and, and then meanwhile she can read the language of the gods mm-hmm. so it's like and she believes in all that stuff. It's just, from the very beginning, none of this garbage made any sense to me. And then, so Steve Trevor shows up in another man's body. Yeah, and that's okay with her. <laughs> but yeah, she like closes her eyes, and then we get Chris Pine, the actor, playing Steve Trevor for the remainder of the movie. Right. Even though when he's looking in the mirror, it's a different person. That threw me off a little bit. But yeah, yeah. It, but well, that's, that's not what it she sees. Make any sense. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, because if if he looks in the mirror and sees a different guy, wouldn't Diana see a different guy? I don't. Yes, but they did throw this line in there. She said, "All I can see is you." Oh, give me a break. <laughs> you know what's funny, Kevin? Some people. Actually, a lot of people love this movie. They just those, loved it. Those people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's okay to have a different opinion or yeah. a wrong opinion in this case. Well, if you disagree with us, you probably are wrong. But let's be Anyways, nice to them anyway, okay? It's true. Hey, if you liked this movie, we'd love to hear from you. And you can you can tell us why we're wrong. Sure. Uh, Please do. But yeah, so Pedro Pascal becomes the stone and he wishes all kinds of or and so I guess the trade-off is when he grants a wish, he gets their greatest possession or their greatest trait or something. Yeah, I think it's so. weird. Yeah. Because it's hard to follow. From Kristen Week's character, and I guess maybe we should throw a spoiler thing out here because we're we're going awfully close and yeah. we just I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So f- if it, it Yeah, we're probably going to do spoilers. <laughs> so from Chris and Weeg's character, he takes her kindness. But from the Sheik of Egypt, he takes his security team. Yeah. And then from the President of the United States, he takes his power, which isn't really even a thing. No. Uh and then he takes the oil from Did you hear that stat? All of a sudden, Pedro Pascal owns half of the world's oil reserves. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? I can't remember the name. Oh, I can too. It's 
the movie Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Where he's he decides he's just going to say yes to everybody's he he's just going to be he's just going to say yes to everybody's wishes and then everybody gets everything they want and that and then they the guy's like I won the lottery. I won the lottery. And then finds out that 3 million people won the lottery so it's worth a dollar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually that's really good parallel too. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so and then so he makes a point where if he is being physically touched, that's how you have to grit your wish granted. Right. It's made several times over. You have to be touching the stone, which is then the the character. Uh and then he, he they make this idea of like a TV projection is the same thing. Well, they I suppose if you're the stone, you can change the rules, huh? I guess. <laughs> Although I think you can just grant power. Like I, this, and then you can only grant one wish. Except until he decides to grant more than one wish to yeah. Kristen Wiig's character, right. and Kristen Wiig's second wish is to be a predator, and so she yeah. turns into this really weird cat creature. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm I'm sure is a comic book thing, it, it, and, it, I, and I I believe it is. I've been looking at some things. I believe it is from the comic book. She does she does somehow, but it it doesn't. It seems very odd. So and yeah, and then so she can <laughs> she can grab onto a a live power line. Yeah, and that's fine. But she can't be in the water when the power line touches the water because that's too much. That's too what? much. That's too much, Kevin. What? <laughs> and, then, and then the lasso, she grabs the lasso around his ankle and all of a sudden she takes over the screen yeah. of the camera. She's already destroyed. Oh, just <laughs> every single step of this movie. I was saying, What? <laughs> You sound an awful lot like your father. <laughs> and, then, and then besides the stupid story, the stupid acting, especially by Pedro. Yeah. Uh, you've this, got was Chris not his, Pine. this was not his finest hour. I know. I was sad, too, because he's gotten such critical acclaim for The Mandalorian he's as great. of late. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and what I watched in the first season, I admired him very much. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got this crazy fish out of water story about Steve Rogers in a different body inv- involving he's he's in the world 70 years later who wants a telephone oh what's this oh but then all of a sudden he knows how to get through the building no this way <laughs> what not only that he can fly that jet yeah he can fly the jet yeah it's, oh my gosh I just it I I watched this movie out of anger. I ended up hate watching it, <laughs> hate finishing it. Um, the graphics in this movie are terrible. Oh, you think so? I, yeah, that's not something bad. I typically notice, but you do. Okay, Dougie. Yeah. I go back and watch the scene. Oh, do I have she, to? Where she saves those two kids. Yeah. From. In Egypt, yeah. from the tank, right? 
Go watch that scene again and look very hard at the children as she's rolling on top of them. Okay. They are dolls and they are so clearly dolls. Oh, really? They didn't they didn't even bother trying to animate that scene. Interesting. They just gave her two life-size kid dolls and said, "Just roll on top of them and no one'll see it." Well, well you will, post. Kevin. And then, like, you watch her hand movement as she's sweeping these two kids up. Yeah. It's like they didn't quite match on the screen, so they just merge it. Oh, the graphics are awful. Anyone who watched this movie and said it looked amazing has never seen a good movie with good graphics. (laughs) Like, go watch uh, Disney's The Good Dinosaur if you want to see better graphics than this. Like, um... Oh, yeah, I just, it's a terrible-looking film. It's terribly acted, terribly written. Uh, I I didn't enjoy a single second of this movie, I don't think. Uh, No, that's not true. I did enjoy the the little bit of, like, young Diana. Yeah. uh, Where she's on the island. Right, right, she was great. Her name, by the way, let's give her some credit because she was the young girl in the first movie, too. Same kid, yeah. I was curious, so I looked that up. Her name is Lily Aspell. It's A-S-P-E-L-L. And she was uh, the young Diana on both movies, plus a little bit of tidbit, a little tidbit that's kind of fun. She did her own stunts because she was better. They let her do her own stunts because she was better than the person they brought in to do them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good for her. She was cute as a bug's ear. She was great. Yeah. Uh, so I did like that part of the movie, and then the rest of the movie happened, and I just couldn't care less anymore. Yeah, the, the island fascinates me when they go back to that. And it's one of those things that's funny, because I thought that was that was fun and all, I'm not completely sure why they needed to do that, but it just made the movie longer. <laughs> but they went back and they did it, and it was and it was uh, it was fun to watch anyway. They did well, a little yeah. bit of a Harry Potter shoot through the ring kind of a Quidditch thing, yeah, which was actually kind of cool. <laughs> when yeah. they're doing that, you know what I'm talking about. When they're doing that mm. race, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, they had to show the fact that. Uh, that something happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's a competitor or something. Well, and actually, I think that <laughs> the message there was supposed to be that uh, you don't cheat. You don't take shortcuts to win. Oh, uh, and that's a flash forward to yeah. you don't get to keep Steve Trevor in the right. other guy's body, right. even though you see Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Now I understand. Yeah, and so that's that's really funny because ironically, the hero this and this is going to tick off a lot of people, but <laughs> and I don't. You look agree like with you this, don't care, <laughs> but uh, but it's just so it's just very kind of funny to me that ultimately the hero of both movies is Steve Trevor. <laughs> because Steve Trevor takes the gas in the first movie, right? And Steve Trevor says, I can't be here. And Diana's like, yes, you can. I don't want to lose you again. And he's like, no, I can't. And so like, he he's, convinces her and then he also to let says, him go I, again. I'm already gone. 
Yeah. Which is right. the case. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, oh, man. So, like, this great female-led superhero, this, the hero of the story. Directed by Trevor. an amazing woman. Uh, yes. Patty Jenkins, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it just kind of made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, and and again, I I'm all for it. Uh, it's just I just the DC doesn't have anything going for it. It's just it's just garbage compared yeah. to Marvel. It's just not there. Uh, I got I I think I spilled my my guts on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've done a lot of talking. Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, no. There's one thing that strikes me a little bit, and we can cut this if you want. But my question is, why is the superhero women are so scantily clad? So they they have this <laughs> armor, right? But it it's it stops mid-chest, basically, where they don't have any armor at all over most of their body, really. And it's attractive and all, but it's a, it's a funny thing to me. It feels... I don't I don't know if this is even right. It feels degrading a little bit because you're, you're sexing them up a little bit. Oh, not a little bit. Yeah. A and, lot bit. And that seems like Almost the opposite of what you would want if you were a a, a woman director, or a, but then again, I guess you know that's how they're written. That that's what they look like in the comic books and all as well. But it's just it seems odd to me. Uh, but at least they make her character very strong. So maybe that makes up for it. I don't know. Uh, no. No, you're you're very right. Like the the cool armor that they're wearing, uh, all the all the all the important parts are not covered in the by the armor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the import. Yeah. <laughs> That's you exactly got, right. You got your bare shoulders, bare, bare shoulder, chest, bare, bare neck, neck. <laughs> <laughs> bare just, stomach. <laughs> I was just try- I was trying to think through that a little bit earlier. Is that is that how the male characters are there's superman's got a full tights on and he's um well, we might have to just go back through and think about that a little bit more that may not be <laughs> the case but you know yeah no i i, I guess that sometimes mean, the hulk is in just his underwear but that's true he's very scantily yeah, clad yes he is uh I don't know. This is a this is a very minor point, but it no, but it is an interesting it, point at least. It struck me as while I was watching, I'm think I'm thinking, why why would a warrior dress like that, right? <laughs> of any sex? And yes, she's invincible or whatever. Like, but she's not. She bleeds in this movie. And well, because her powers are being oh, taken that's away. Right. Because she, uh, her greatest Did she wish. Give that up to. She gave that up unknowingly. Yes, uh, to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so she bleeds in this one. Uh, that's that's a but, good point. But before this, 
she's invincible, so yeah. it's like the bullets don't really bother her. Although she does have to use her fancy shield, though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I I think honestly, and this is this is a sad. What what's that word? Altruism. Is that a word? Truth. Yeah, but you know the 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 old saying goes, "Sex sells." Yeah, and mm. these comic book movies have a majority male audience. Well, that's probably true. And I have nothing against uh, women and girls who love comic books, and there are plenty of them. Yeah, but when you're selling a PG thirteen action superhero movie. Your target audience is mainly male. Yeah. And so... I guess if she came out in a jogging suit, <laughs> just wouldn't be well, the same. You know, and, you know, or you're full not, armor like a knight. <laughs> it's not... Yeah. It's not completely unheard of. Uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of the female characters in Marvel. Mm-hmm. The big ones. You've got Captain... Marvel. Right. Brie Larson. Right. Her outfit is completely body it's a it's a complete body suit. And yeah, that's true. It's it's thick and leather looking. So it's not like this skin tight spandex suit. And the same thing for uh Scarlet or the Black Widow right. or Red Red Widow, or whatever I can't remember her name. Black Widow, uh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, uh, she's not dressed in a a mini skirt right. and a, and a sports bra. Like she's in a full body suit. Right. Um. So yeah, it's it's not this. It's not the case for every superhero woman. It just is very odd that this is the one that's like, let's have her wear this. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. but yeah i mean comic books have a big steep or a big deep rich history and you can't stray too far from it or you get things like fan fanboys taken over and and then your movie fails and then right right you know what did you accomplish so i'm sure that that's a lot a large portion of the the costumes right I mean, even with the male characters, every time Batman gets a new costume, people freak out because it wasn't what was in the comic book oh, or whatever. True. You know, that's like, true. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. There's there's maybe some more credit there than just but it does seem weird that like you would have this warrior, literally a warrior. Right. Clad in and they're not invincible. Because where are all the rest of the Amazonian women? Yeah. Like, they all got killed. I don't know that, but but a bunch of them got killed on the beach in that battle in the, in the first movie. Right. That's what that's the one I was talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, right. There's a bunch of them got killed, they're, shot. So they're not invincible. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, an, an interesting point, I guess, so. Yeah, no, it's it's worth it's worth leaving in the podcast for sure. All right, <laughs> um, you're welcome, everyone. In- <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, don't go blaming us for your Google searches now. Okay, right. <laughs> write your letters to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anything else on this movie besi- before we uh, decide to trash it? If, I mean, decide to rate right, it. Right, right. We want to be fair here, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Um, no, I, I don't believe I have anything else. So we go ahead and rate it. Let's rate Wonder Woman 84. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything. Well, people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first because I think you're going to redeem it for some unknown reason. Okay. I'm giving this a one. I think this is the worst movie I've seen this year and last year combined. I did not like M- whatever little bit of time that Diana was on the beach as a kid. Great three and a half star clip there. The rest <laughs> of the movie, just garbage. Yeah, I did not like this movie very much either. There were some parts of it I thought were redeeming. Uh, the very first bit of it where she's making friends with... Uh, the woman who would later try to kill her. Yeah, um, yeah. There's enough there that I can give this a very generous two. Wow. <laughs> An overly generous two, let's say. Okay, let's let's do uh, one more real quick spoiler. Uh, okay. So, everybody renounces their wish. Yeah. And some of them completely disappear, and some of them are left. Uh, I, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand how, like some wishes, like the nukes. Right. They already launched the nukes. Right. They're just, and they just disappear. Right. However, and the big wall disappears too. Right. However. The streets you see in the final scene are still just trash. Chaotic, yeah. And chaotic. So it's like, well, wait. If the missiles just disappeared and, like, and that that guy renounces his wish of having his ex-wife drop dead or whatever, (laughs) and they're, like, giving her CPR or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden she, you know, wakes up or whatnot. But like, the paramedics are still there. Like I, I, so it's like, does everything go? B- 
backwards. Right, like, it's confusing. Every single person renounced their wish. <laughs> I don't think so, Kevin. Or or was it that <laughs> I cannot defend the film. Well, right, and then, oh yeah, okay, so yeah, so let's go ahead and say at the end Pedro Pascal's character he renounces his wish, right? right. Or he renounces the power or whatever. Right. So he can save his son. Right. And then like Although oh for the whole gosh. movie he doesn't seem to care much. He doesn't give a crap about his kid. Yeah. Uh and then at the end we're supposed to buy into this huge tearful Oh, I'm I'm a bad dad. I'm a bad guy. Uh, I just really love you and want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's that was like our emotional tie-in to like giving the bad guy a little bit of humanity. Like Give me a break. <laughs> I just, uh, the whole thing, just garbage. Yeah, uh, so you didn't like it? <laughs> so you're going solid two. Generous no, uh, two. Yeah, a light two. A weak two. <laughs> and I'm giving it a generous one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. And now it's time for one brew two. Part of the show where the hosts give you two recommendations based on the film they just watched. A double feature, two, price of one, it's one brew, two. I need a kidnapping movie where the kidnappers uh, weren't dead or incarcerated again. Nine to five. Not sure. Maybe two. Maybe two. You said they wanted to pay What's up? Whoa. For the price of one. How convenient. How Oh, sure, there's a double feature in town every Saturday. All right, Dougie. Let's, uh, let's redeem the female action. Because, I mean... I'm pretty sure we can. I don't want to put too much politics into World War or Wonder Woman. Uh, I know that that mean it means a lot to to young girls and and women everywhere to see a a character on screen in a mostly male dominant genre, right? Like action or especially comic books, uh, right? As and especially when they're done well, right? Like the original Wonder Woman, um, and uh, you know there there are examples of great female action heroes, right? Um, and so I thought I I don't want to be too political or politically correct, but because I was such a non fan of Wonder Woman eighty four, I thought it would be a good idea to do a one brew two segment where we recommend female-led action movies that you and I are fans of. Right, right. Yeah, I've got a couple um, in mind. Oh, yeah, I do too. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you start? All right. Well, I'm going to uh, stick in the same, I guess that's the same genre, and go with a little movie called Captain Marvel, which, uh-huh, uh, of yes. course, we don't need to go over very much, but it's Brie Larson in the main role. Uh, and 
uh, it always amused me that her, her name's actually Captain Marvel. And then, right. and then over <laughs> finally they just go, okay, Captain Marvel. <laughs> but uh, um. she she does a great job in that movie. Uh, and I don't not sure what else to say about it except that she, she makes a great uh, female role model in that. Absolutely, yeah, she's she's good in that. Uh, Brie Larson is very good in it, and and it's. Uh, not to discredit Gal Gadot's performance, I think her performance lacked because the writing in this one oh, was so ridiculous. Most definitely, because she's got the acting chops for it. Right, and so I hate to be knocking on Gal Gadot. This wasn't her fault that it that it failed. And the first but, one was much better, and she right. did a great job in the first one. So, but Captain Marvel is so much better written. Yeah. Um, that Brie Larson is a standout in that film she because is. her character, and she's a tremendous. I actress. was just gonna say she's a tremendous actor. Yeah, the the in fact the worst thing to ever happen to her was to become Captain Marvel. You think so? Yeah, because before she became Captain Marvel, she was in tons of little independent films and dramas and she's just a stunning actress right. uh i don't know if you ever saw room no the one she won the academy award oh. for she's a young mother of oh, it's a terribly heart-wrenching story based on a true story i think uh she's she's a, a prisoner she's locked in this man's garden shed oh right uh, oh, I think and, I've heard uh, you talk about this. Yeah, it's a it's a hard watch, but it's very uplifting, and uh, it's eh, actually I wouldn't even know if it's uplifting. <laughs> it's about it's about the strength of the human spirit, right. And and the strength of a mother and her kid. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great great movie. Uh, she's also in this really really good movie called Short Term Twelve. Uh, where she plays like a, a foster, like a foster home worker, right? But it's not like foster home. It's it's more like a home for troubled teens. Um. Anyways, that's a great movie too. With not an action movie, but but yeah. So then she became Captain Marvel, and then she did the Avengers, and then and now she just signed on to be a Star Wars, a new Star Wars character. Oh, really? And so it's like, if if you're a big hardcore Brie Larson fan, which I am, right? It's like go back to the good yeah, movies, you know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think you and I talked about Captain Marvel on the podcast. I think actually. we did. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Uh, if you're if, if you're interested in a full, one, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll throw it in the show notes, or or you could use our list feature on uh, the website. I use that just, just just today. You just oh, go to, one, to find onebrewover.com, and it, it will allow you to search any movie that we've done. You can just type the movie in. And it'll pull it right yep. up, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so check out our Marvel, our Captain Marvel review. Yeah. Uh, my first movie about an action-led, or a female-led action movie, uh, it's not in the superhero genre. Ah. It's actually in the war film genre, and it's one of my favorite movies as a as a younger man uh starring Demi Moore and Vigo Mortensen Oh, I know it where you're going with this. GI Jane. Yes. 
Uh, I love that movie. I don't know if it's what how correct it is or whatnot, but man, is it inspiring. It's got good action in it. Demi Moore is phenomenal. Yeah, she's uh, a great actor. Viggo Mortensen is always really good. Always good. Uh, always good, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just about a, a woman who goes through the Navy SEAL training uh, camp and and they're trying to do everything they can to get her to quit, and she won't. Right, because she's there on. She's basically there because of politics. Right. And, she has uh, a lot. Even to the prove. politicians don't believe in her. Right. But she believes in herself. She does. And so, uh, I'm a big fan of that movie. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. It might be a lot more cheesy than I remember. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I just, mean, I remember it being pretty good. There, yeah. There's some cheese, I'm sure, but. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, what's your second one? So, my next one, my second one is uh, uh, from the Star Wars. And it's when they first began to introduce uh, Ray as the main character. And in the, uh, the Force Awakens, she's yes. definitely the main character in an action film. And of course, there it's a Star Wars, so there are lots and lots of others. But she carries that film. And she's a strong, tough woman, smart, brave. Uh, she she's, she carries the whole trilogy. Yeah, she she's does. a great character. She really she's a is. Great actress. She's a great character, and that movie would have suffered with a different actor. I, I think. believe. I believe that's the case. Yeah, she just did a great job with that. So, uh, and yeah. you're right. All all three of those films. Yeah, that's but a good choice. Especially the first one, I think. You're right. Yeah. The uh the second one and the third one, I know we disagreed on the third one. I didn't like it that much, but right. uh But but Ray is consistent in all three. She's really good in all those. So Right. And both Brie Larson per uh per our earlier conversation, both of those big characters wear most of their clothes. Absolutely. And they do just fine. They, and uh, I'm going to say something a little controversial here. Oh, here come here. the phone calls. They're still good looking. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Even well, in now, their, look, this com- can seem sexist, but if you think about the the male actors out there, they're, they're all good looking too. You know, no, for sure, absolutely. But the difference is, Brie Larson in Captain Marvel is seen in a T-shirt maybe once, and then the rest of it, she's in her costume or like the her fighter pilot suit right. or her Captain Marvel outfit. Yeah. It's like, uh, and yet she's still a very attractive person, I guess. So what, the point we're trying to make is, why did they make Gal Gadot wear that skimpy outfit right. when? you can clothe an equally attractive woman completely and still have that appeal. Yep. Uh, if that's what you're going for. Well, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I just, her outfit, Wonder Woman's outfit doesn't make any sense. No, that was my point. Right, and exactly. partly, partly it's just amusing to me that they, <laughs> that that's her outfit that she goes to fight people with. But well, it's amusing to me too, yeah. but maybe differently. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear my second pick? I Debbie? certainly do. Uh, also a trilogy, although I only recommend two. Uh, the first two 
it is oh also ironically the character's name is Ridley ah. and it's uh it's Ridley from the Alien franchise oh yeah uh both Alien and Aliens uh Sigourney Weaver yes. is the lead character and she does a great job and that's from like the early 70s that's that's yeah if you're talking about alien that's from a long time ago yeah and uh and so like i i only mention that because a lot of people uh seem to put a lot of quote-unquote politics or politically correctness and like this is like the age of you know women actors and like and it's just i there's been female action stars for a long time yeah. and it's, it's nothing new and it's nothing political. A great actor deserves a part. A great story deserves to be written for, for all types of people. Absolutely. And alien is a great example. Yeah. I, I love that movie. It's, it's scary. It's <laughs> yeah, tense. Definitely. And Sigourney Weaver is incredible. She is. In it. Yeah. She's she's a great actress too. You know, you know. I think part of the uh, allure of the uh, of like uh, the two uh, Wonder Woman films is that it has a female uh, director. Yes, and and that's different because that doesn't that hasn't happened as much as maybe it should. That's true. That's true. And then um, eventually, what hopefully will happen is it won't matter whether it's a male or a female. If you can direct, you'll get a chance to right. do that. And I think it's slowly, it's slowly going that right. way. Right. Um, right. You know, I know that. Uh, you know, Sundance is is not an apolitical scene. Sundance is very much on the political scene. Right. But when 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 we went in 2020, they featured like 600 women directors right. or something like right. that. Like, uh, so I I think it's happening more and more and the more and more people are seeing films by women directors, right. they're good. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're just as good as male. It doesn't matter. The gender doesn't matter. No, uh, nor should it, but it has for quite some time, I think. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hopefully that changes though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, as far as the podcast goes, Wonder Woman 84, avoid it. But there are four other suggestions that we recommend there you go. Uh, in in its place. Uh, and including Wonder Woman, the original. You could throw that in there. So there's five. Five movies you could watch instead okay. of Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to all you uh, comic people out there who loved it, tell us why. Because we clearly misunderstood something. Yeah. But, uh, yep, that's true. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. All right. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Duh Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. 
And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 